What's up, Sheepdog Nation? Welcome to another episode of Sheepdog Nation with your host, me, Autumn Clifford. I'm really excited to have you here. Um, I feel like it's been forever since I've talked with you. I know it's only been a week, but like I, for some reason, feel like it's been forever. Um, it's been a very long, long week for me. I know it's been a very long, like three weeks in the law enforcement community and the Sheepdog Nation. We've lost a lot of officers recently. Um, a lot of officers just getting killed and shot for no reason. And um, and so it's been really hard. Uh, this episode, what we're going to be talking about is we're going to be talking about um, a, we're going to be talking about going to a cop's funeral. We're going to be talking about um, some issues that I see uh, in Sheepdog Nation that need to be addressed in that we have got to change. We've got to come together and it's going to start right here, right now. And we're going to start together. Um But before I get into this week's episode, I have a couple of things that I want to chat with you about. First off, I want to introduce myself to my new listeners. I want to welcome you. Um, I am a medically retired police officer um, at a very young age, the young age of 20. Well, I'm going to be 28 this weekend, so that's exciting. But at 27, I had to medically retire at a back injury. Um, And my doctor basically said, yeah, you need to be done because if you're not, and you get hurt again on, you know, on the job, or the injury comes back, um, then we don't know what we're going to be facing. And we don't know if you're going to actually be able to move or uh, it was a back injury, and it was really bad. So anyways, um, I had to get out of the job. And, you know, it might have looked easy. Uh, it definitely is not easy to get out of the job. Um, to stay out of the job is definitely not that easy. Um, and so the way that I see it is I had two options. I could run as far as away from law enforcement as I could. And I'm going to be honest with you. I did that for about a good year, um, year and a half. Um, but then when I came to my senses, I realized, you know what, like I, got into law enforcement to make a difference. And just because I'm not in law enforcement doesn't make, I can't make a difference um, inside of it. And I feel like that now that I'm not in law enforcement, I can make more of a difference for you because I can say and do all the things that you can't because you're working. And I, um, and I absolutely plan to. So that's the whole point of me. And that's if that, uh, entices you at all, makes you happy at all, then I'm happy to have you here listening to me. Um, This is going to be a really good time for if you have children around or if I am on a loudspeaker for you to put headphones on or turn it off until the children are not around because I do swear I do get wound up. Um, You are listening to a cop, right? (laughs) So it's, you know how we talk. Um, The next thing I want to talk to you about, I want to, so I'm going to start doing this. This is really fun is um, I'm going to start giving shout outs to you all. Um, We have amazing listeners here. I think what's happening is um, something that is far uh, like beyond my expectations. Like when I started doing this, I started doing this a month and a half ago. Um, We are over 3000 downloads. Um, I don't really promote it. Um, It's just it's been taking off. It's amazing. And so what I'm going to be doing is um, I I'm going to be giving shout outs for those of you who review and rate this. Um, do it on iTunes, please. Those of you who share my podcast in your social media and I see, you know, I see people um, 
that are listening to it, if I'm going to be giving shout outs for people that message me and say that you referred them, I'm going to be giving you shout outs. So it's going to be really cool. Um, but today I'm going to be giving a shout out to, um, he is a main state trooper, um, trooper doobie. He came up to me. He made my day, came up to me. I was at a funeral. We were both attending corporal Eugene Cole's, um, funeral. He was a deputy uh, in my hometown of um, Somerset County, and he was killed uh, about a week and a half ago on uh, April 25th anyways. And anyways, we were attending it. He, um, This trooper came up to me and he shook my hand. He introduced himself to me and he told me that he listens to my podcast and he loves my podcast. And um, I don't think he even knew how much that meant to me. So a uh, huge shout out to um, Trooper Doobie and um, a big shout out to every single one of you listening to me. If you want to get, you know, shouted out, then please share my stuff, you know, get like, let's really spread this along, Sheepdog Nation. Get, write a review, share it out, um, recommend it to somebody. Let them, you know, let them know that uh, you t- tell me, like, you need them to message me and tell me that you recommended them. And I'm going to give you a shout out. Another shout out that I'd like to um, extend is to Blue Line Flex. You can find them on Instagram. Um, no, this is not a paid promotion. Uh, this, uh, officer, he runs a page on Instagram. It's a, it's a very successful page. And he, um, he found my podcast and he's been listening to it on his midnight shifts. And he wanted me to know that his midnight shifts go a lot, um, a lot quicker when he has good stuff to listen to. So he listens to my podcast and he actually featured my podcast and surprised me, um, on his Instagram story. So that meant a lot to me. So Thank you, Blue Line Flex. Okay, so let's um, let's uh, get, keep going. I want to keep going, and I want to dive right into today's topic. Okay, so today's topic is all about the funeral and what I discovered because the funeral for me was a very emotional thing. And if you've ever attended a cop's funeral, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Um. It was more emotional for me because I was not in uniform. And so that was really fucking hard. Like, I'm just going to be honest with you. Like, I went, um, I was very, you know, honored to be able to go. Uh, Adam, as you know, you may or may not know my fiance. He's a main state trooper. He's part of the canine unit. And they did um, a canine procession because uh, Corporal... Cole's son is an active duty canine handler and, um, you should train with them. And so we did a procession. And so what that meant is we lined up the highway with the dogs and the cruisers. And when, um, Corporal Cole's body came through, all the troopers saluted on the stood and saluted on the side of the road. It was very, um, touching. It was very touching. Um, and, I I really learned a lot. There was so much that because I wasn't in uniform and I'm going to just be honest with you guys, like it's not easy. Like I have to just say this, like it is not fucking easy not to be in uniform. Like if you know me, if you spend any time with me, if you listen to me, like I am still very passionate about this job, but I'm very passionate about the lifestyle that the sheepdogs who are in it are living. I'm, I'm, I think I'm even, that's what I'm passionate about. Like doing the job was cool. But being a part of something that was bigger than myself, such as Sheepdog Nation, and that's why I created that, that's why I created this, is, you know, and that that is what's cool. Being a part of the thin blue line is what obviously 
that's what drove me. But so being on, you know, kind of being on the outside of that today, um, I got, or not today, it was yesterday, um, at this funeral, I, I really saw things in perspective and, um, I've had a lot of time to reflect and, uh, that's what we're going to talk about. So if you have never been to a police officer's funeral, I highly suggest you go, especially if you're new to your career, because you've got to see this. It is, it puts everything into perspective for you and it shows you exactly like what the sacrifices that you are making, like what the ultimate sacrifice is and like what can happen. It also shows you brother and sisterhood like you've never seen before. And that's really what I want to chat with you about. I'm going to try to remain calm, (laughs) but if you know me, then you know, I get very feisty. It is, it was, it is still is. And I, and this was a, you know, relatively, this was a small funeral compared to, you know, what a lot of you guys have been to, you know, in Massachusetts and I'm sure down in Texas, they're huge, you know, Maine, we we went up to, you know, Northern Maine. So it wasn't as big, but you know, we did have, we had officers from Chicago, from Texas, from NYPD. The rumor has that there was some from Alaska and, you know, so that's amazing. But what I'm trying to say is the, the brother and sisterhood, the sea of blue, with every officer having the exact same feelings of just, you know, anger, pure anger. The whole time I'm at this funeral, all I'm thinking is this is all that kept replaying in my head. Now, I did not know the deputy personally. I didn't. Okay. So if you're asking, it's probably a question in your head. No, I didn't know the deputy personally, but I didn't need to because all that was I was thinking in my head was, my brother got killed for no reason. He got shot for no reason, just doing his job. And that's all I kept thinking is that that's my brother. That's my brother who is dead and there's no fucking reason for it. And, and that could be any one of my brothers and sisters in this room. That could have been me when I was 10, eight, you know, and uh, that means in service. And, um, And, you know, it was just very like hard, right? So emotional. And then it led me to think about something else. It says, we're doing this processional and we're with, like we're with, I don't even know how many, I mean, a lot of canine officers, like from all across the state. Some came from out of state. I talked to two guys um, from New Hampshire or Massachusetts, I think, I can't remember, but they're from you know, they were awesome. They were from out of state. They came to support us. They brought their dogs, their canine handlers, super awesome guys. And, um, yeah, I'm just sitting there and I'm thinking, you know, the brotherhood and the sisterhood, we are so tight. We are just so tight. Right. And like, that's what I'm thinking. I'm like, this is fucking amazing. Like everybody's here. Like we had lots of conversations around corporal, you know, Cole. And like, we talked about that and we talked about the brotherhood, like all of us, like just standing around and like waiting to go and do this processional. We talked about a lot of things and, you know, I, I got to see a couple of the guys that Adam and I, so Adam and I went to the same um, police academy together and in Maine, it's a, it's like boot camp. You live there. 
And so there was two guys who were really close with the two other troopers that we all went to the academy together. And it was just always so, so fucking good to see your academy like classmates. And if you've never been to the academy, then you you don't understand it. But like there's there's just this bond, right? With academy mates, like for me, and maybe it's not like this for you, but for me, because I take, I take this blue blood, like I literally take this blue family so serious. And you're going to get to, as you listen to me more, you're going to get to know that about me, but I really want to press upon this to you. So I want you to keep listening. And I want, if right now, like you're around some officers, like it's midnight shift, you need to tell them about this because this, every officer needs to hear this. Okay. What I'm about to say. So I'm standing, we're standing around and it's a, it's a, it's some, um, troopers who, you know, we went to the academy with, and like I was saying, it's like, there's just no bond like that. Like an academy member, I went to the academy with 60, um, with 60 uh, cadets uh, from all around the state of Maine. And, um, if any one of them called me today, I would, it, it wouldn't matter. It would not matter. It's like, what do you need? I'll be there. Like, don't worry about it. I got it. And like that, that bond sheepdogs is that's nothing that is n- like like nothing I've ever felt. And I know it's the same for you. And it, here's the thing. It's the same with, it's the same with everybody who wears our uniform. It doesn't matter what agency. And I know, listen, there's, we give each other shit, you know, state police is this and you know, the sheriff's office there, you know, maybe they're better or the state police are better or, you know, both of them are better than the city cops. And then the city cops are like those fucking assholes. They're clowns. They don't even know what the hell they're doing. They can't tell their head from their ass. Like we do real police work in the city, you know, like, but you know, we all, we, we joke around and we, and we, you know, we tease each other and stuff, but here's the thing. At the end of the day, we all wear the same badge. Okay. And now I'm not saying that there aren't officers that are like, there's not, there are officers who are better than other officers. Okay. Just like there are doctors and lawyers who are better than other doctors and lawyers. Okay. Like we know this, but here's the deal. We all, we all do the same job. Okay. We wear the same badge. We all experience whether we want to admit it or not the same exact shit. We go through the same stress. We, you know, we all develop the same mindset. We all fucking have to deal with the fucking public the same way. You know, we have admins up our asses. We have to come home and deal with our families. We've got to try to fucking be normal. We've got to try to fucking be somewhat of a civilian when we're off duty. Like we all have the same shit that we have to deal with. And yet for some fucking reason, we are the first ones to stab each other in the back. We are the first ones to throw each other under the bus. We're the first ones to judge. I mean, let's be honest. Somebody comes into briefing and they look any fucking different than they did the day before. Fucking everyone's going to give them shit for the first 20 minutes of briefing. Like, let's be honest. And and it doesn't stop there. Right? Like, I know that. I, I live that life. You know it too. And I know it's all good fun. But here's the thing. We're also very quick to judge and and it's not in good fun. And we're all very quick to talk shit behind each other's back. I've worked in three different agencies. My fiance's worked in two. It's all the exact same thing. I have friends who work in multiple different agencies. I know you listening right now, you know exactly what I'm talking about. And there is no need of it. And it has got to stop. It's got to stop. It, here's the thing. I was, t- I was telling Adam about it on the way home because I like, I get so fired up. Like I should have done the podcast on my way home, but like it wouldn't have sounded that good. I get so 
fired up over it because it's like this, like we're literally at war and and you've heard me say this and you know this, we are at war in our own country. Thanks to the fucking old president administration. We are having officers getting killed left and right. We have officers getting killed eating fucking waffles. We have officers getting killed going to like a, a an animal disturbance. You know, the deputy in my state got killed because he did something that every single one of you do. He saw a guy who had a warrant and he went and knocked on the door of the house. He saw the guy inside the house who went and fucking knocked on the door of the house. Guy opened the door and fucking shot him right in the head. Okay. So all I'm saying is that we're dying. We're dying. We're, you know, we're killing ourselves. The suicide rate is fucking unbelievable. And of course, no one's talking about that, but, and we're not doing anything about it. Like our leaders are not doing anything about it. And I just, I just want to bring that to your attention because I want you to pay attention, you know, and I'm not trying to get you to be all soft. Like, listen, obviously you're on my podcast, right? I am a female. I'm definitely far more emotional than if you go onto like Jocko's podcast, you know what I'm saying? Um, I'm very, very emotional and, but I am emotional because I'm so passionate about this and I'm passionate about you because I want you to survive. And I don't only want you to survive your career. I want you to thrive. I I don't want you to get that divorce. I don't want you to get out of shape. I want you to get that promotion. I want you to be happy. And not only that, I want your brothers and sisters who work alongside you to love and respect you because sheepdogs at the end of the day, that's all we have is each other. That's it. That is fucking it. Okay. They get you. The people you work with, whether you like them or not, they get you. They know why you're a fucking asshole. They go to the calls with you. They know how you operate. They know you inside and out, that side. They know that side of you. And that's a very important side because that side is the side of you that comes out, you know, minimum 40 hours a week. I'm sure more like 50, 60, 70 hours a week if, you know, you're working overtime like every other cop I know. They know you. I knew my partners so good when we would work the job. I knew my partner so well. He and I, we would fucking, I'd pick up his conversation. Like I would pick up where he would leave off and he'd do the same for me. I knew when he was way over the top and he needed to go outside and I'd handle the call and he did this. He knew me. He knew. We knew the words. I knew his body language. I knew by his facial expressions, you know, and you know that with the guys and the girls that you work with, like, you know it, whether you fully like understand that you know it or you don't, you know that. That is huge. Okay, family, that is huge. That is like spouse status, right? Like our spouses know that shit about us. But you have got to get this in your fucking heads that law enforcement is legitimately a family. And it hasn't been straight up. Like I know because I've been there. I I can't tell you how many guys have fucked me over and girls and they, you know, and then, and they've made me feel awful about myself. Like how many times, like I've come off shift and just came home and bawled my eyes out and didn't want to go back to shift the next day. Like I know what that's like. I know what it's like to get into a fight with somebody that you work with. You're all type A. Like most of us are type A as cops and like that shit's going to happen. But at the end of the day, here's what we need to remember. We understand each other better than any fucking civilian understands us. Okay. And while we're all on goddamn ego trips, I'm going to tell you what it's about. Everyone, every officer is on an ego trip because they just want to survive. But if we could come together and this starts from the top down, but I know, 
I, I mean, I don't know, but I, I can't imagine too many administrators are listening to this podcast right now. Change my mind if you are. Let me know. Um, but I, I really don't think that there are. And so it's going to have to start from the bottom and we're going to have to go up. Like if you're, you know, you're a patrolman, you're listening to me on your midnight shift, like, okay, like, you know, let's start it from the bottom and let's go to the top. Start right now with you. So what does that look like? Look, even if your buddy or even if the people you work with or somebody you work with is, is a soup fucking sandwich, instead of, you know, rolling your eyes, giving them a bunch of shit, telling them they're a soup sandwich, fucking leaving them to, ha- you know, leaving them to hang to handle these dumbass calls by themselves, but you would help your fucking partner out. Go help them. Make a fucking point and teach them and be the role model, be the leader you are. You're a police officer. You're a leader in society. Be that fucking leader. Okay. Cause that's your brother or your sister in law enforcement. And here's, here's the reality. If they die, you're going to their fucking funeral. So don't spend your career. Don't spend your life talking mad shit about everyone. Listen, that's easy to do. That's so easy to do. It's so easy to go car, pull up car to car and start fucking talking shit. I did it. I fucking did it. And I got caught up in it. You know what? I did hands down and it's easy. That was easy. Okay. What I'm telling you to do is not easy and it's going to be hard for a while until this catches on. But I'm telling you, you have got to start. Take your shift out to breakfast, cook breakfast. If you want to have it, you know, in the, in the agency, you know, plan, you know, shift things, have your families get together, all of you, not just three or four of you, because that's probably what you do now. Incorporate and involve everybody. If you see somebody who, you know, he or she just fucking, they, they, they hate stopping cars. Instead of just rolling your eyes at them, figure out what they like and, and do that with them. Maybe they're like all about fucking arresting warrants or doing more like fucking, who who knows? I don't know what they're all about, right? But go figure it out and do it with them. Maybe your thing is interdiction work and their thing is OUIs. Or maybe they they love investigating shit. Like this is what we need to do, family. Like this is what we need to do. We need to not, you know, shove each other, you know, like we don't need to fucking fuck each other up the ass. We do not need everyone going up to admin. We don't. We need to spend time together as a family and we need to come together as a family. I'm not telling you to lie and I'm not telling you to do anything that is illegal. Please don't misunderstand. But sometimes some of you are running your fucking mouths about, you know, a call that nobody needs to run their fucking mouth about. I mean, police work got done and it just got handled. Just shut the fuck up. Okay. And it wouldn't be a problem if we came together and we started operating like an actual thin blue line family instead of one, a family that only comes together during tragedy. Because if you ask me that we're functioning like a fucking, you know, dysfunctional family, and we all know what a dysfunctional family looks like. They come together on the holidays and, you know, by five o'clock on that holiday, everyone's drunk, pissed off, fucking fighting with each other. Right. Or some half of the family doesn't even show up and nobody speaks, you know, for, like it, nobody sees each other throughout the, uh, throughout the year. Right. And nobody speaks to one another except on holidays. Like that's how we are acting as sheepdog nation. And 
And I'm not going to sit here and tell you that I'm not guilty of it. I've, I totally am. Like there's officers I've worked with that I want to knock the fuck out like straight up. But at the end of the day, like I had to take, I have to take a step back and look and say, you know what? But they're officers. They're cops. They went through what I went through to become a cop. And they're a cop and I have to hand it to them. Now civilians. Okay. That's something different, right? But that guy or that girl, she's a cop. And yeah, it might not be my favorite cop. And you know what? Maybe I feel like the agency hired him or her because of they didn't have a choice. But instead of me outcasting them, at the end of the day, they wear my badge. They wear my uniform. They're my fucking family. Don't mean that they don't need to earn it. I'm not telling you that rookies don't need to earn it. I fucking fully believe so. I had to earn it. I had a whole fucking like year of earning it. More than that. Like more than that, but like I had a hard ass year of earning it and, um, and it made me better because of it. And I, and I'm not saying rookies don't need to earn it, but I'm just saying we need to come together as a family. And I know you hear me talk about this a lot and you're gonna, and you're, you are going to hear me talk about this a lot because this is my mission. Like I can't, can't tell you enough because I just don't know why or when we as the thin blue line family stop being a family. I don't know. I know that, you know, police work 20 years ago, they were a family. I know that because I talked to a lot of old veterans and they just fucking did shit. They just did it. That was it. And, you know, they helped each other out and didn't mean they liked each other. I talked to a lot of veterans. Ah, he's a fucking idiot, but he was, still, you know, he's a cop. He's, and that's how I feel too. You know how in the beginning of this episode, I chatted about my academy brothers and sisters, like who I went to the academy with. I feel like that about cops too. Anywhere I go, everywhere, everywhere I go. If I run into a cop, if I, if I'm dealing with a cop, you know, online and they do business, I'll buy from them. I'm 10 times more likely to buy from them than anyone else. You know, and I'm not going to say I haven't gotten, you know, the raw end of the deal multiple times in business. Yeah, I have very recently. Won't lie about it. Sucks. But they're still cops, you know, and, and until they fucking until they fuck me over, like I'm gonna give them the benefit of the doubt. But they I'm gonna treat them like they're my family, and they, even though I've never even met them before, because they're my family. And so I want you to start doing the same thing. I want you to start being a leader. I want you to come with me and let's come together as Sheepdog Nation because we don't need any more funerals, family. We don't. And I know it's inevitable and I know we're going to be attending more, but let's attend less and let's really enjoy the time that we have together and let's really come together and be a functional family instead of dysfunctional. All right. That's really all I have. That's what I have for you today. Um, thanks for listening. It's, uh, a lot of feels. <laughs> I got a lot of feels today for um, for all that. I know police week's coming up. Um, this week coming is police week. And um, unfortunately, you know, I'm not in uniform. I, I don't really know the rules. If anybody knows the rules, hook a sister up and let me know what the rules are. So for next year, you know, I'd really like to go, but I don't know if you have to, you have to be a cop to go or if I can go with Adam or if I can, whatever. I don't know. I'm not sure. But next year, my goal is the lady sheepdogs that movement will be there. If you're not a lady sheepdog, um, you need to be. If you're a female listening to this, if you are a male officer and um, 
and you know a woman who wants to become a police officer, you need to get her in. You're going to see the link below this po- this podcast. Uh, it's the Lady Sheepdog Movement. We're changing lives. It's growing. I'm you know just building it. But I'm telling you, if you want to be a female in law enforcement, this is where you need to be. It's everything I wish I fucking had. Um, if you're not with me on Instagram, I don't know why you're not, but you need to be. Link is below. Um, and if you've been listening to me for a while and there's something you want to hear me talk about, please come, um, please come and DM me on Instagram and let me know. And uh, if you make it all the way to the end, you are one of my badass sheepdogs and uh, I want to know about it. So come to my Instagram post and post and let me know you made it all the way to the end. All right. I'll see you next time.